Welcome back to this month's episode of Wings on Air. Uh, I am your host, National Vice President Aaron Dolan, and with me I have the National President, Michaela Masidi. Hello, everyone. <laughs> um, so just like last month, we're going to open with our segment, Winging It, where we take questions from the audience and answer them to the best of our abilities. So, Michaela, what questions did we get this month? All right. From the Instagram followers, the questions we got this month that we are going to answer is, what do we have planned this year as far as service projects? That is a fantastic question. Um, So, as everyone knows, uh, all across the nation, we do the signature national project on the silver wing side of the house uh, called the SMP. And we have the joint national project that we do for both sides of the house that's called the JMP. Um, So this year, the JMP is suicide awareness and prevention, and the SMP is supporting accessibility and disability. So what we're going to do with those this year to kind of, we want chapters and squadrons to be working on them throughout the whole year, but we want to have some focus this year. So we're going to be having um, focus weeks for each of them. So our week for joint national project is um, October 4th through the 8th. And during that week, we're going to encourage all of our chapters and squadrons since it's a joint project to focus at least one day or one meeting on suicide awareness and prevention to kind of rally around each other and rally around that idea of community, even though we're far apart. We're going to do the same thing with our signature national project, but that's going to be in the spring. So March 5th through 11th, we're going to be having our Silver Wings chapters focus on supporting accessibility and disability in their projects and in their chapter meetings and all of that good stuff. And outside of the JMP and the SMP, um, we also have a special week planned uh, around the AFA and encouraging our chapters to work with their local AFA chapters and getting involved with the AFA uh, all across the nation. And so our AFA week uh, will be the 31st of January through the 4th of February. Yeah, that's going to be a really exciting week. The Air Force Association does so much for Silver Rings and Arnold Air Society. So we're excited to see our chapters and squadrons, you know, work with them. There's so much we can learn from them and gain from having them be involved in what we do, for sure. And then we talked about this, I think, on our first episode um, about Rees Across America, and it was in our national bid, if you heard us last year. Um, but Reads Across America Week is going to be December 12th through the 19th. And I think we're, we're really excited about that um, as a staff. And Reads Across America is an organization that places reads on veterans' graves at, at Christmas time. So we're going to be working with them for the second year in a row. Absolutely. And for any questions regarding like AFA Week, Reads Across America, um, you can reach out to uh, our joint relations officer, Casey Donahue. Uh, she is great, and she will answer any and all questions that you guys have um, for either of the uh, project weeks, so the JMP week or the SMP week. Feel free to reach out to our activities officer, Grant, um, uh, using his at activities at civil-wings.org email, um, and he can help help you out and answer any questions you might have about any of that. Yeah, awesome. We're really excited. And that was a really great question. Um, As you guys know, and as our listeners know, projects and service really drive what we do at Silver Wings. Um, So we're excited to see these focus weeks come to fruition. There'll be more information coming to emails and probably on the podcast as well. And check out our, our Facebook and Instagram posts too for more information. Absolutely. And feel free to get as creative as you can with these these service weeks and your service projects. We want to see new and creative things pop up all across the nation. Um, and if you have any questions on what might count towards like JMP hours or SMP hours, because um, I know that's a, that's a pretty common question that we get as national staff, again, reach out to Michaela, myself, or Grant, our activities officer, and we'd be happy to help you and make sure that whatever you're doing counts towards your JMP and SMP hours. Um, so we're excited to see what you guys put together for these weeks. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a big hitter, I think. Absolutely, couldn't have said it better myself. And I think that concludes our this portion of just winging it. Keep your questions going. Check out Instagram next month. Um, we want to hear from you guys. Absolutely. Coming up next is our fantastic guest speaker, Mr. Ed Bujan from the Air Force Civilian Service. So let's hear what he has to say. Uh, Welcome back, everyone, to season two of the Wings on Air podcast. 
Uh, this month, we are super excited to present to you another great guest speaker. With us today, we have Mr. Ed Bujan from the Air Force Civilian Service. Hello. Hi, how are you doing, Aaron? Michaela, it's a great pleasure to be here with you this morning. Uh, um, Mr. Bujan is going to tell us a lot about, you know, the opportunities that are open to our members within the Air Force Civilian Service, um, specifically the PCIP, um, but we'll get onto that later. Why don't we start with, uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, sir? Excellent. Well, listen, thank you so much again for, uh, for this opportunity. And, uh, you know, it's um, over the weekend, I kind of did my homework and did a little bit of uh, follow-up on Silver Wings. And uh, I was very intrigued. And uh, actually, I was very amazed uh, on the work that you guys are doing and, uh, and so many different chapters throughout the United States uh, that really got me excited and motivated to, uh, well, I was already, but to be able to do this with you guys this morning. And uh, so a little bit about myself. Um, so you know my name, it's Ed, uh, Ed Bujan, and I, uh, I, uh, I, I'm in charge. I'm the chief of the Force Renewal Programs here at the Air Force Personnel Center. We're located in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, but a little bit about my, my background, I uh, enlisted in the active duty Air Force uh, way back, back in uh, 82. Uh, did 24 years active duty, and I enjoyed so much what I was doing in the recruiting arena on the active duty side that I transitioned to the civilian side, uh, but wanted to still be able to influence uh, young talent uh, like you folks, and decided that this is what I wanted to do. So I uh, started off uh, recruiting for the uh, scientist and engineer uh, career field team at the Air Force Personnel Center. Did that for about um, uh, 14 years and then uh, had the opportunity to become the chief of the force renewal programs. So now instead of just focusing on one career field team, uh, I have multiple career field teams that I support or that my team supports uh, to make sure that we continue to attract young, talented folks uh, to serve the mission of the Air Force, but also uh, the, F the mission of the Air Force Civilian Service. Awesome, quite quite the uh, background, it's super cool. Um, so how long have you worked for, for where you're working now? Okay, so I, uh, I, I took over actually about a month ago. I, I uh, just turned one year uh, of doing the job. I have uh, a, a team of about five uh, folks that support force renewal programs. Uh, you know, one of them is the Premier College Intern Program, which we'll talk about, uh, and also uh, the Palace Acquire Program. Uh, then I have another person that's responsible for the marketing, uh, recruiting, and the training of the programs uh, to make sure that the career field teams um, have all the tools necessary, all the resources necessary to, again, go out there and, and, and advertise uh, a brand, uh, which is where we struggle, the branding of Air Force Civilian Service. I have an intern who's a PAC uh, who handles, uh, who's my campus liaison. She's responsible for doing all the college and campus visits. And I have one person uh, who is at, uh, in, um, responsible for the EMR, Employment, Employee Management Relations. So it's a great team uh, to include the DRIVE program, which is another program that falls under us. So it's a great team. You know, I, I kind of quoted them this morning in one of our meetings as, uh, you know, just ordinary people just doing some extraordinary things for the Air Force. So very proud of them. That's awesome. We love to hear it. Um, in your your year or so that you've been with the Air Force Civilian Service and the Force Renewal Team. What do you like most about what you do? What's your favorite thing about the position or the people that you work with? Um, um, Michaela, that, that's actually a great question. And, and I think, um, you know, when I was active duty and I decided that it was time to retire, uh, my decision at the time was when I, um, when I no longer have fun, putting on the uniform every morning, uh, then I knew it was time to move on. And, 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 and I did. Uh, at the time, it was because of my uh, son becoming a freshman in high school uh, and wanted to watch him play, uh, uh, play sports, play baseball uh, throughout his four years of high school. So I, I, that was one of my primary reasons. But you know, transitioning over to the civilian side and still be able to do this really gave me the opportunity to continue to do uh, what I enjoy. Um, you know, it, it's interesting, folks like yourself and Erin uh, and all the other Premier College interns and the folks 
that I have attracted in the last, I think I tried to do numbers the other day and uh, I think I stopped at about 450, 500 college students that I have reached out in touch. And somehow, somewhere, either be for scholarships, either be for mentoring sessions. And then I, th I think what the reward for me, as you asked, is knowing um, two, three, four, five, ten years later, uh, I remember I have a, a, someone that I recruited, and it's funny because her name is J-Lo. Uh, it's actually Jennifer Lopez. And, uh, you know, she came in uh, very young uh, in her undergrad year. And today she's still working at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio, married with children, and actually already has her PhD. All this through the Air Force uh, civilian service. So when I hear stories like that, uh, it, it, I think my passion, uh, you asked me what I enjoy, and that is, that's that right there. You know, folks like her uh, and the many others who have not only made a, an impact in the Air Force, but have made an impact in their lives too, as they have grown and developed into the, the leaders that they are today. That's incredible. What an awesome story. Um, so, you know, with the, the, that opportunity that you get through your job to be able to reach out and touch uh, young people and, you know, can, you know, recruit them to work for, for your teams, um, what opportunities are available to our civilian listeners? So uh, undergraduates who are still in school and maybe looking for an internship opportunity, or even like the students who are about to graduate who are looking for full-time positions, what, what opportunities are available within your company to, to be able to yeah. do? Yeah, Erin, uh, that's, uh, that's another great question that leads into, I, I think, uh, the real uh, purpose of, of, of our podcast this morning um, you know, and, and I was thinking about that over the weekend and I was reflecting back on my younger years when I first started recruiting civilians and, you know, I would go to places like, let's say, uh, you know, Rochester Institute of Technology or many of the other schools, uh, that I have the pleasure of visiting. And, and as you know, you've been to career fairs, uh, you have a table, uh, but then you have these big brand companies. You know, you've got the Googles and the Lockheed Martins and, you know, just, just, you know, Amazon and big branded name companies. And here was this little Air Force civilian service uh, table. Um, and, and, and it was really tough because first thing is the branding. Branding is really big. Uh, so when you see Air Force, a lot of folks uh, young uh, that walk by stop at Air Force and they look at it as, ooh, active duty, you know. And, and for me, it's easy to speak about that because I did wear that hat for 24 years. So it's not that I'm not supporting the active duty side, but each person has a different reason, uh, a different objective and a different goal on why they're, they're looking at uh, a job after they graduate. Uh, you know, and it wasn't until about 2018, uh, our former Secretary of the Air Force, uh, uh, Secretary Heather Wilson, uh, who at the time before she became SECAF, uh, was the president of, uh, of the, um, South Dakota School of Mines, um, and she became uh, the Secretary of the Air Force, and she implemented this program. She implemented the Premier College Intern Program, which may, it has been an awesome program because what it does, it gives folks like you, it gives folks throughout the other 39 uh, chapters of Silver Wings the opportunity to test drive the Air Force. Um, you know, you come, you do a one-year or two-year internship with us, you do anywhere from you know eight to twelve weeks of hands-on, uh, and the cool thing about it, what I like about the most, is that once you finish your internship, you go back to finish up your senior year, or if you're a two-year intern, and you're gonna have the opportunity to come back again, you know the pressure uh, of being a senior in college just goes out the window. Uh, if you do well and your supervisor and you agree that you are a great match uh, for this facility, um, what happens then is, you know, you, you feed into the pipeline of the next step in this process, which is the Palace Acquire program. You know, so not only are you getting to see what the Air Force is all about and your contributions to the active duty, the military, and also the civilian side, but then you get to see what role you play uh, as an intern and 
as a future civilian employee uh, doing some great things for the Air Force. So I think that the implementation of this program back in 2018 uh, by Secretary Heather Wilson at the time has really taken the Air Force and putting them at a platform where we are as competitive, or in, in some cases, I even look at it, and again, I'm selfish, so you have to realize that I'm selfish about my own Air Force, um, but at times even better than some of these uh, these places because, you know, one of the things, and, and, and I know I'm kind of sidetracking a little bit, uh, but this young generation, it's about immediate gratification. You know, I want to see it now. I want to touch it now. I want to smell it now. And, and, and I want to feel it now. You know, so, yeah, if I put all this in front of you right off the beginning, man, that's a pretty appealing package where we as an Air Force, we as an Air Force civilian service go through a process. So the Pass Acquire program, which is something that comes right after your Premier College internship, is a developmental position. So we grow and develop you. So there's promotions that come along with that on a yearly basis. There's student loan repayment. So you could you know, pay those loans that you might have. So mom and dad don't have to worry about that anymore. You know, we give you opportunities for that masters, you know, that you want to, to that you want to pursue because realistically to be competitive, you've got to almost have that masters nowadays. You know, so there's a lot that we don't paint you right now, but we do throughout the process of the program. And that's what's cool about it. And, and that's what I think most folks like yourself, uh, I, I feel that that branding and that information is not getting to you uh, to give you the big picture of, 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 of our programs. Uh, I hope that helped. So you talked a little bit, you touched a little bit on the Palace Acquire program. And I guess I have kind of a clarifying question myself. Uh, is the Palace Acquire program only available to those who are first go through the Premier College intern program? Okay. Hey, you, you know, you must have read my script. Uh, so that's <laughs> cool. So um, it's a great one. And so PAC was around before PISA Premier College intern program was ever existed. So the way it used to work was we run into, you know, an Aaron uh, or I run into a Michaela uh, at RIT and, uh, uh, and you're in your senior year and you give me your resume during the fall, during this time of the year. Uh, and then we go ahead and do the interviews, do everything that we're supposed to do. The only thing that's missing out of this picture is the test drive of the Air Force. So the Palace Acquire program has been around forever. It's, it's, it's a program that we have used. There's two, it's the Palace Acquire and there's also the Copper Cap. So the Copper Cap program focuses on the contracting career field team. Uh, but it's, it's kind of the same. Uh, it has its benefits, just the Palace Acquires, just that it's catered towards the contracting career field team. So PAC has been around. The only thing is that as a senior, when I come up to you in September, this time of the year, at RIT or, you know, Hawaii um, or Washington, some of the schools that I saw in, in, in your list of chapters, um, man, most of you are already committed to something. Most of these already have done an internship somewhere, you know, so it's really difficult for us. Um, so, so what happens is the PSEP, the Premier College Intern Program, helped merge that window. It helped create the opportunity that assures you that, hey, if I did well, you know, and I finished in August and I'm getting ready now to start my senior year, now, I don't have to worry about going to these career fairs. I don't have to worry about any of that stuff because I know that once I graduate in May, I'm going to convert. Now, keep in mind that some folks might be listening to this going, man, I, I missed the opportunity to become a Premier College intern. But man, what, what Ed said, it sounds so cool and so good that I might be interested in it. We still keep so many slots, so many positions available uh, to help attract folks that did not have that opportunity to do an internship. So we do keep those still on the side uh, to be able to still attract and recruit folks that have not had that opportunity. So that's a two answer for one question. Love it. Um, I guess my question too is, um, you know, I participated in the PCIP this summer. And it, it was an incredible experience. I'll tell everybody about it. Um, and I, as an engineer, met other engineers. But could you talk about what kind of majors 
you guys take? Or is it all majors? Or is it just, you know, engineers or security or that type of thing? So, so, so we attract, we recruit, we're on, we are on, um, on the century salary counter is what is called to attract 500 premier college interns every year. So starting here in September, uh, we have 90 days till the end of, well, a little over 90 till the end of December to attract 500 interns that will be serving in the summer of, of 2022. Uh, out of those 500, 75% are intended to be in the STEM arena. So 75% of the 500 uh, we attract have to be in the STEM. So in the, in the engineering, in the science, uh, ops research, uh, you know, all the different uh, in engineering, aerospace, mechanical, cyber, 25% will go to our other career field teams uh, which are more like on the financial management, contracting, uh, force support, logistics, uh, security, our Office of Special Investigation, our OSI, uh, you know, which are your NCISs and, and you know, all those. Uh, but we're real. Those are TV shows. We do it for real. Um, but, uh, but, you know, so, so there is a total of about 14 career field teams that participate so, you know, all different types of majors uh, that fall under those arenas. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. That's incredible. Um, so what I'm hearing is our, our students in, you know, Silver Wings have plenty of opportunities to think about joining the program, applying um, to be in the program. I have one more follow-up question just on the same vein of, of opportunities. So um, say there's a scenario where there's a senior and like you said, they're already committed to something because of internships they held in the past or, you know, anything like that. And they get like a year or two down the line and they're, they, they want to change and they want to do work that it really matters and really impacts. Um, uh, so what kind of opportunities would be open to people like that? Like full-time positions? Is it, is it, like relatively easy to be able to get into the Air Force Civilian Service after, you know, you've been graduated from college for a year? Or is it is it better to take the route of go PCIP pack right from college or? Well, Erin, I am going to be selfish here for a second. Okay, so uh, my, my recruiting hat will say, yes, do it now. I mean, that's just the obvious. And I'm going to give you two scenarios. So I'm going to answer your question first, and then I'm going to give you Ed's mentoring uh, perspective. So you're brand new out of college or getting ready to graduate. You might have a few internships under your belt, uh, or you might have Starbucks, you know, under your belt, even though you are an engineering major, but you're going to hang out at Starbucks since you like coffee, you know, just like I do. So you're going to go ahead and do that. Um, here are a few pointers that I like to share. First of all, try to focus your internships on your field of study. Yeah, that, that's key. Um, as you all know, it is a very competitive market. You know, so you do have to do that. So the selfish ed says, yes, go ahead, try to get into an internship program like the Premier College Intern Program. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna switch gears real quick. Uh, Michaela, how old are you? 22. 22. And you're about to graduate this summer? Yes. So you're going to yep. graduate at about what, 22, 23? Yep, I'll be 23. Okay. So, so, but that's the age group in the early, you know, early 20s, maybe 22, 23. Right? And you're going to hurt, you're going to jump right into the workforce. All right. So the Premier College Intern Program, once you graduate, you become a PAC. You know, there's, there's different things. You know, the first, it could be a two-year program. It could be a three-year program. It all depends which of those do you take or which of the career fields you go into depends how many years. But let's say you do three. Let's, you know what, let's say you do four, all right? So at 27, let's say that your, you know, your commitment at the time, you, it's, it's about to be up. When you graduated Rochester Institute of Technology, your resume looked a little bit maybe like this. Okay, I know people can't see, maybe, but it's, it's not re really a full resume. When you leave at 26 or 27, 
if you decide to say, you know what, the Air Force system has been great to me, but I want to go and test drive industry. I want to go test drive something else. We're not going to say no to you. We're going to, you know, we're going to always try to say, hey, here are your options. You know, what can we do to try to keep you? But if you decide to go that way, then look at how much of your resume you're going to have. I mean, look at you right now. You did an internship this summer. Uh, and, and your and your resume already looks a lot better than it did when you first started. Uh, so yes, that's a great opportunity. That's a great mentoring session. That's a great, that makes you a lot more competitive. Now, let's say you decide not to. Let's say you decide to take the route of, you know, I'm just going to go out there, see what the market looks like. You know, let's say a year and a half down the road, you realize and eh, you know what? I remember speaking uh, to these folks about the Premier College intern. I heard about the Pass Acquire program. When you graduate, your degree, if, it, if you're within two years of graduation, you could apply for the Pass Acquire program. Okay, so if you're within the two years of when you graduated, you could still apply for the program. If for some reason, you know, you wake up now, you're 30 years old, realize, you know what, I should have done this. You still could work, but you have to go through, you know, USA Jobs and apply for a job, apply for a position. Uh, but, you know, the government is always hiring. We're always looking for talent. So absolutely, yes. Those are the two ways that I, that I know that you could do. Uh, my always advice is, you know, is to go ahead and, and if you get your foot in the door, then do, do that now because... That'll make you a lot more competitive. Uh, it'll prepare you maybe even to leave with your master's degree uh, or high, any type of higher education. Um, we're always providing you opportunities to go further, either be leadership courses, uh, either be team building opportunities in classes. There's a lot that we offer. I, I just feel that folks put on, and again, I'm speaking based on many, many years of experience, um, they, they stop at Air Force. They don't realize that there's a civilian side to all this, you know, uh, that has a lot to offer when it comes to technology, when it comes to innovation, to it, when it comes to, you know, the things that we're creating um, that are definitely going to be a plus as you grow and as you develop yourself, either be as a civilian for the Air Force or for the government or as, you know, someone working in industry. That was a long answer for your small question. Sorry. No, no, I love it. It was it was a very detailed, good answer because I, I definitely got my question answered because I didn't, I personally didn't know that if you were within two years of graduating, you could still apply for PAC. Correct. So that's yep. super yep. good information. <laughs> I think you beat us to like a couple of our next questions. Um, but I agree. I think Aaron and I both didn't know that there was civilian opportunity within the Air Force until we joined our organization, until we got to Silver Wings. And even now we recruited last week on campus and we said, you know, we're Silver Wings, we're a civilian organization affiliated with Air Force and ROTC. And people think the same thing that you described to think, you know, Air Force active duty. Um, I know in the summer I worked with more civilians than I did active duty on base, which was really cool. Um, but can you talk a little bit about, you know, why the Air Force might employ so many civilians and what civilians, you know, what impact they have um, on base or off base or in this kind of work versus, you know, maybe in industry or academia? Absolutely. You know, and it's good. Um, and I could talk about both sides because I've, I've done both sides uh, um, of it. So, um, um, you know, bases are unique as you have experienced that already. Um, I, I think uh, folks, you know, I like to call it um, what's, what's inside the fence, you know, and uh, because really, I mean, you drive around a base and you have the opportunity to live near a base and you see the, air, the jets or the planes in and out, in and out. You see a lot of people in uniform, you know, right. uh, supporting local community, uh, shopping, doing their things, uh, but you never realize what's, you know, inside the fence, what's behind the fence. Um, you know, we're, we are our own community. There's everything there. You know, you have a golf course, uh, you have a, a, a fitness center at no cost. Uh, you have, you know, I don't know what supermarket is in, in, in Rochester, but in Texas we have HEBs, you know, so you have, you know, your grocery store, you have, um, you know, you, you have recreational opportunities. Um, you know, the difference 
first of all, I'm going to go with the easy one, which is a lot of folks want us to serve uh, their country, uh, want to serve, but want to do it under a different capacity, meaning that don't want to wear the uniform, don't want to go to basic training, you know, might have some type of condition that might stop them from going active duty. Uh, so that's the way that the Air Force, the civilian side, you know, I um, it, it's interesting because I see a lot of the commercials on the Air Force and and you hear, you know, these are my airmen, you know, but but the, the folks behind the scenes like you and, 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 and so many other folks that, you know, support the mission of the Air Force, you know, you're, you're inside a lab, you know, five days a week, you know, eight, 10 hours a day, um, just, just putting things together, realizing the opportunities, uh, you know, for, for, for improvement of the fighter jets uh, or for the pilots, you know, or for a weapon system that it, it, it's going to not require humans to, to be present, you know, that will save lives. Uh, so I, I think the collaboration between the active duty and the, and the civilian, uh, I think is what makes us unique. You know, having the opportunity to, you know, and, and I, and I want to give the two of you actually and all the silver wings folks that are on listening to this or that might uh, get a preview of this, um, you know, it, it's something that's pretty cool, uh, you know, to be assigned and, and work alongside the ROTC detachments, um, because I think it gives you that perspective of um, the well-rounded person. You know, you might have that rocking GPA and, you know, you might be, you know, you know, you know, doing some great things out there, but, but there's so much to just that, you know, there's that sense of responsibility. There's that sense of commitment. There's that sense, you know, it could be as simple as appearance, you know, I mean, you cannot wear flip-flops to work, you know, I mean, you, you can't fall asleep, at, you know, at your cubicle, you know, I mean, there's just so many things that I feel that a little bit of the values that you guys share with ROTC uh, makes you such a great candidate for our programs. And, 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 and that's a pretty cool thing that you guys, you know, you have the community involvement, you have all that. So I think uh, the difference is, yeah, you, you have that and probably you experienced that during your internship, the military, you know, I don't know if you had to, you walked up to talk to somebody, they stand up, you know, they, they, they make eye contact with you. Uh, they respect your opinions at, at a young age, you know. So, so I, I think that one needs the other uh, to be successful. And, and you know, and you heard me um, do my uh, 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 chief of staff of the Air Force uh, action orders uh, and, you know, um, you know, accelerate, change or lose. And, and, and I think that's what's happening today is you have to change how you did things in the past to how things are needed to be done today. Uh, and, you know, I used it for you, for all of you, but mainly you as a young, future young talent leader, um, that if you don't change how you do things, so we as an Air Force don't change, we're gonna get left behind. And, and, and for you as, you know, young college students pursuing and getting ready maybe to graduate, you know, you, you gotta think about, yeah, I might be the best, I, mean, I might be rocking the 4.0 GPA, but man, but if I don't change how I see some of the things and I don't change how I do some things, you know, it, it just might cause me to get left behind. So I hope that helped. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember that that briefing that you gave to us very well. It was great. Um, and I know, yeah, we've seen all of those things just being involved with the ROTC detachment. And over the summer, I did notice all of those things being, you know, working on base, working in that capacity which is great. Um, one of our other questions that I think you already touched on a lot, but what, what sets students apart when, you know, applying for these positions or looking at the opportunities that they could be a part of? What are maybe you guys look for or what would, what would set somebody, you know, above anybody else? You know, um, and, and that's good. And, and I really could speak um, probably to the STEM side of the house because that's who I spent my last, you know, 13, 14 years was with the science, uh, scientists and engineer uh, career field team. Um, but overall, each career field team, uh, and, and when I say career field team, look at it as an agency that focuses on specific talent. 
you know, so to make it easier to understand. So each of these uh, career field teams has different requirements of what they look for. Uh, you know, uh, some require that you have so many credits in business, some require that you have so many credits in, in this other arena. So each one is going to be different. But at, at, as an overall picture, uh, I, I think one of the key things is, is the interview, having the opportunity to conduct the interview. Uh, the other thing, uh, we're busy. I mean, we, we are all busy. You as college students, you and everyone are busy. I'm busy. My team is busy. You know, a lot of times we submit something um, and, um, um, and we don't follow through. And then we assume, well, they're not interested in me. No, you know, you, you have to be um, aggressive and you have to be uh, motivated enough to say, I'm interested. So let me reach out and let me follow up again. And hey, sir, ma'am, I know you're busy, but man, you know, I, I heard this podcast. So I, I ran into this recruiter and I heard about this program. I'm really interested. You know, a lot of times um, that in itself means a lot. You know, I, I remember when I was, uh, I was young and I was very young. And, and this was a long time ago. And uh, I, I, I want to say, I want to say it was Walgreens. They're the ones that wear red, red vest, I think. And, and I always wanted to wear, work at Walgreens um, because I, uh, I, I wanted to wear a vest. I don't know what it was. It was a red vest. I wanted to wear a vest. I love so that. I, I, I applied. I, I, I delivered newspapers. That was my gig when I was young at the age of 14. Um, and then I wanted to do that. And and I remember actually even going to the pharmacy, you know, in those days, there was none of that internet or emailing or that and speaking to the manager and I finally got hired. And so when I got to know the manager and asked him, you know, hey man, how come you hired? He goes, dude, you just, I figured if I hire you, then you don't have to come to the store and ask me all the time, you know? So, so I ended up working there. Um, but, 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 but it, it, it is, you know, it, every career field team is looking for something different. Um, my thing has always been, you know, your resume carries a lot, you know, and that's the first thing I'm going to see. The first thing I'm going to see, uh, about you, this is the first thing I'm going to read about you. So you have to give me a good picture, explain, you know, let me see in paper, visualize who you are already as a person. And then how can you, uh, how can I, how can you impact the mission of the Air Force, you know, um, and I've read a lot of these and I've also read a lot of essays for another program that I used to work in. The key here is, you know, you got to be honest and, 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 and integrity is big. You know, it's just like the core values of the Air Force, you know, integrity first, service before self and excellence and all we do. And, and, and that's the key thing you want to always try to remember. And, you know, and, uh, and, and uh, man, I, I've seen great resumes and then when it comes time to rest, to speak to them in person or to conduct an interview, um, it, it, it just, man, they just, it just goes out the window. So, you know, that's, that's key. Try to find ways to always make yourself better. You know, if you're just, you know, it's, um, I, I'm trying to think of his name, but, uh, uh, I can't think of his name right now, but he's it, listening to one of his, uh, books, reading one of his books the other day. And it's, if you're the smartest person in the room, man, man there's really a lot to be said because there's always somebody smarter, you know, surrounding yourself with smart people, uh, you know, so Joel Osteen, that's who said that. So anyway. <laughs> so you were talking about how resumes are important to get the big picture of who the person who's applying, who they are as a person. Um, and I remember at our virtual NatCon that we had last year, we had somebody come in and speak on the PCIP program um, and talk about some resume do's and don'ts. And they were talking about having, you know, more than one page for your resume so that, you know, you have a detailed list of all of your, your different experiences. And so I was wondering, you know, if you have any like resume tips for somebody so that it, you really get the full view of who they are. Should it be multiple pages? Because I know some, some companies don't like that. Um, multiple pages, what to list, anything like that. <laughs> Yeah, no, and, uh, and, and, and that's, a, that's a very good point. Um, and, and people try to cram everything in, in one page. And then what they do is they reduce the font so then you can't read it, you know. So, uh, so my thing, my experience has always been, you know, uh, it's like telling me a story, you know, and if the story is good uh, and if the story is exciting, um, then I, I, I want to keep turning the page, you know. Uh, the problem is when you give me five, six pages of a resume, you know, and I'm still looking for the punchline, 
you know, uh, it, 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 uh, it has to have a, it's what we call the impact and effect. You know, what's the impact? What's the effect? So when you write it, you have to go back and reread it again and tell me, you know, what it is that you did. You know, I mean, so if you tell me uh, that you, you saved the company, you know, uh, hundreds of thousand dollars uh, during your internship, you know, your idea uh, was generated and, and created that, you know, the company was able to save, you know, hundred thousand of dollars. Okay, that's cool. But if you tell me that the company that you you know, your, your effort and your work was able to save the company, you know, um, 1.2 million and you put it in like that and you actually show a number and that's, that's a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? So, and then the sequence on how all this takes place uh, is something that is also critical. So one page, two pages, you know, if it's something that really shows um, the impact and the effect, then absolutely, you know, I, I don't mind reading it because I'm intrigued by where we're going with this resume. You know, but if you, you know, if you tell me that, you know, just, just, you know, that you made, you know, seven cappuccinos and, you know, then, the, you know, but if you tell me that you made, you know, seven cappuccinos because they were so good that the same guy came back to get them over and over and over again and was waiting for the same barista to make them, then, you know, that might be a different story. So now on the, on, on the real side, it, it's all a story, you know, and the story has to follow uh, a, a sequence of how did you get there and what was the impact of that? That's, that's how I could take probably um, 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 Michaela's 12-week uh, internship and I probably could draw a story that at the end has a huge impact on what she did for those weeks. And that's what we're looking for. Right, that's great. Yeah, I think, I think that's great advice, especially, you know, impact and effect. I think that's, that's solid because I think it, personally, you know, when I'm putting together my resume, I just tend to list out, oh, what did you do? Like, what was your job description? Um, but I think that's great advice to list the impact and effect and be able to tell a story with your resume. That's definitely something I'll take back and, and go edit my resume with in mind. Good for you. You know, I, I also read a lot of, um, I don't know, you know, ROTC probably does this. Uh, you know, they have quarterly award winners, monthly award winners. You know, you got to nominate somebody, you know, and, and. And, and, and it's true, that's something always that I always, as a board member, when I review records or when I review nomination packages for awards, is you got to tell me what the impact of that was and how did it affect, you know, so and if you did something in your community, well, yeah, that impacted the community. But at the end, what was the effect of that, you know, that you, that you um, provide meals you know, to five families that due to, you know, Ida and the storms and the rain, you know, did not have, you know, the opportunity to go shopping, you know, I mean, there's just so many ways, but those are two key words that I have always used when I read um, and when I evaluate uh, or review packages for promotion or just for award nominations. That's perfect. Aaron's also our awards chair for for silver wings i think we need to implement those words into your your briefs you yeah well, yeah if you need me to help you <laughs> <let> me <know. laughs> um okay i think we've talked a lot about the program and why why you know we our members should think about you know applying um what is the application process or the dates you know the big dates while they're listening they should you know stop and jot that down anything you know, like that afintern.com is the best way to go afintern.com uh, and that's a great way to do it um, because there you have the opportunity to reach out to one of us and they'll be able to follow through with you um, and not only that but then we'll get the resumes to the respective career field teams that are looking for that type of student uh, based on the, the degree and what they're pursuing. So uh, it's also, we just actually, we're about to launch uh, the up, updated version of it. So it's exciting to go. We, uh, we just got a sneak peek over the weekend. Uh, so it has some great stuff on there uh, that we're doing. Uh, so you'll be able to check it out and that's a good way. Um, the other way to do it, uh, you know, you could always, um, uh, you could always use my uh, email address, uh, and and you know I mean we have a um, a small group in the Silver Wings 
but still, I, I, I'm willing to even uh, receive some of those resumes and, and feel them out to the respective career field teams. Um, so I don't know if you want my email here uh, or if you want me to give it to you later and you can post it on the, on the podcast. Whatever works best for you, I, I'm okay with that. Okay, great. Well, we appreciate that. We can definitely get it after and get that coordinated. Oh, I think you have it. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, we do have it. We can push that out. I know I sent our members an email last week or the week before, you know, telling, looking for them to apply for the program. Um, so hopefully everybody has it on their radar, especially after listening today. So I'm going to I'm going to go propose something while I'm on here. I'm going to use your dime, your quarter, uh, to get this uh, non-paid advertising out. So um, we're willing. I'm willing to uh, do any info sessions to any chapter you know that might be interested. Uh, I could always go ahead and work with the career field teams uh, to let them know if we're able to plan ahead uh, to be able to do that. Keep in mind that. You know, the, the, um, the window opens now. It's already open for packages to be submitted. Uh, our goal, our purpose is to have everything locked in 500 interns by mid to late December, mainly, you know, mid-December. So that's a lot of recruiting, a lot of reaching out, a lot of interviewing young, young talent uh, like you guys. Um, so, again, that's kind of the thing that want to keep in mind. Uh, it's our busy time. So if you submit your resume, you don't hear from us, you know, don't hesitate to reach out, like I said earlier, and say, hey, you know, I just want to follow up. Uh, I think most of the folks that I've heard from, uh, you know, I find their level of professionalism uh, at a high par. Uh, folks are just very respective of, of time, uh, but at the same time, very interested. Um, you know, and I'll share this real quick. Um, um, you know, the Air Force is it, it, it's a, it's a unique place. Um, again, I, I, I've lived it since I was uh, 19 years old uh, and, and, you know, coming up on however many years since then. Um, but I will tell you that there's no better feeling uh, on a civilian or as a military that at the end of the day, knowing that you made a difference in somebody's life. Um, and either be, you know, as an engineer, you know, sitting and, you know, I always like to use the comment of putting, you know, red and red, black and black together, blowing stuff up. Uh, or, you know, uh, on the contracting side, you know, at a young age, um, if you were to listen to um, some of our panel members, uh, I don't know if it was this year or the year before, but, I mean, young folks like you two, uh, you know, who are doing international sales of F-16s, you know, uh, our jets, you know, and, and traveling to places that, you know, you would not have traveled unless the Air Force sent you in, you know. So, I mean, so these are pretty cool experiences, you know, uh, being an intern for OSI, Office of Special Investigation, and, and, and working in the cyber world, and, and, you know, that's such a hot topic right now. Um, so every career field team has a mission, and, uh, you know, and, and as a young future leader, either be in industry, uh, either be on your own, opening up your own business, you know, whatever it is, you know, and if you have a chance to give us the opportunity, I, I assure you that the experience that you will take with you it will be one that will be good, will be great, uh, as long as, you know, either you stay with us or you don't, but that moment is just gonna reflect very positive on you as you grow and develop and move on to bigger and better things in life. So that's just my, uh, my two cents of, uh, of my passion and why I believe that I still do, do this every day uh, is for reasons like that. Um, I, you know, and, to, and it's unfortunate that uh, we did not get to do it in person because we are as much fun in person as we are virtual. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I do have a harmonica that I like to play. Uh, you know, once in a while, but not that it means anything, but yeah. But no, seriously, this is, um, I, I, this is cool. This is, uh, this is, has been a great opportunity to share uh, what we do and, and how we could impact, uh, you know, and I speak about the well-rounded person and, and I'll be honest, um, it, it does, it does help. It does help to have all that in the background um, 
to make you better in what you do every day. Incredible. I don't know how we can end on a, a higher note. Yeah, and I don't know how anybody could listen to this and not just be so motivated to just hop on the computer and apply right now. Like I'm ready to, I'm ready to hop on the computer and you apply. You two are right too now. kind. You two are too kind. So, <laughs> nah, it, it is. It's pretty cool. And uh, and you know, by all means, do not hesitate to reach out to me. Do not hesitate to whatever you need. You, any other chapter, a, a chapter that wants to kind of go through the same thing. Uh, with their own personal chapter at their school. You know, I, I'm here to help. We're here to help my team. Uh, and just overall, um, you know, we, we hope to hope build a very strong partnership. Uh, I, I, I kind of was very excited on uh, Friday after we hung up, I kind of emailed my boss, uh, Ms. Miley Peters, uh, and, and, and told her, I said, man, this is, you know, we, this is some, um, what I could, this is untapped knowledge that we have failed to reach out to, you know? And I think again, just like I, I, I told you on Friday, when I saw your signature block that said ROTC, I was confused, you know? And uh, I'm no longer confused. Uh, I'm more now realizing, man, we really could make a huge difference and Silver Wings could make a huge difference in what we do every day. So thank you to the two of you, to all the listeners out there. Uh, again, I, I hope that I have inspired and motivated you to look into the Air Force Civilian Service as, as another opportunity uh, for you uh, as you grow and develop and build your future. Well, thank you so much, sir, for taking the time to come on here and talk to us. It has been honestly amazing just to listen to you and to listen to everything that's available to our members out there. Um, so we really thank you so much for taking the time to do this with us. It was a, a, a joy and a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Thank you both, Erin. You're awesome. I love to smile. Uh, you guys are, are great. So uh, I, I really enjoyed the time. So just let me know if there's anything I could do to help. Absolutely. We right. will. Thank you so much. Right.